Welcome to the Myths of Creation podcast. I'm your host, Xenia. Together, we will talk all things human design, creativity, and open our minds to new ways of seeing, being, and relating with the world around us. Thank you so much for being here. I recorded this episode on March 16th and I really think it's going to be one of those ones that's useful for people who have resistance to simplicity, resistance to rest, people who live in cities, and those of us who have a penchant for overthinking when we are overwhelmed. I really hope it serves you and I want to thank you so much for being here. Hi everyone, it is March 16th and I just got back from being out in Cold Spring for the weekend and honestly, I have never traveled by myself. I've traveled to meet people in destinations where I had friends, but I mean to go alone on a trip and it was actually a projector friend of mine who challenged me to take space when I thought I had no space to create the situation for myself when I wasn't sure if it made sense financially, time-wise, anything. And it ended up being that there was a snowstorm upstate in Cold Spring, which is about not more than an hour and a half by train outside New York City. And I really wanted to share with you what I learned because I think this is really important for all of us. And I, you know, have a tendency to be in my head about a lot of things. And I went up there so I could have clear thinking where I wasn't surrounded by the needs and stimulus that I'm used to. So I could create, you know, a new environment for my body for my neural network and challenge myself to create new pathways in real life but also in the mind and that was the plan to kind of you know in my head I was going to get all this paper out or my computer and sit in total silence and really drill down what is super important to me in life and what's pertinent and needs the most attention and love right now and how much I can relieve myself of distractions. So I allowed myself to just be in the situation. And it was scary actually going up there by myself because I didn't know if we were going to lose electricity or how I was going to feed myself because a lot of the little shops were going to close early. And I didn't know anyone there except for one person who I'd met just one time uh and long story long I want you to know that what ended up happening was I realized I did not need to think more I did not need to work harder I did not need to have clearer thinking I needed to be in the elements in nature in the present time that the unknown gives you without availability to what I perceive as um, in ownership or without giving access to myself in the way that I tend to. 
which has, by the way, nothing to do with the people that try to, quote, access me. It's more of my own state of availability because of how I think of myself in the context of other people. And I don't know if my nervous system had been in so much peace. It wasn't a fancy retreat. I didn't get a massage. I just walked around in the woods and allowed myself to explore nature through presence. And I love to photograph and video nature because it's so artistic, it's so creative, and it is modeling something for us beyond the mind about interdependence and sacred technology and how to be in deep respect and reverence to the future generations, how to be both aligned with the cosmic universe and the earth. And it's so simple. And I think that being in New York City for the last 20 years has made me forget that going outside in the city is very different than going outside in a world that's got space and where nature takes up more space than the than the people even though the people are nature you know what i'm saying so i wanted to share this with anyone who's out there trying to figure out their life like a puzzle and maybe finding themselves stuck in the same corner of the same maze a big way to let that maze dissolve is to stop trying to solve the problem and start to allow yourself to just exist. And the great teachers of existence can perhaps be nature. I also wanted to share some of the sign singles, signals, and synchronicities that occurred for me when I allowed myself to do this. One of the huge gifts was that I was surrounded by birds and it was so interesting when I wasn't sure where to go on my hikes I really feel that the birds were leading me to down different pathways and I also think what's really beautiful about hiking in this way um, allowing yourself to just follow you know what you're seeing by the way right now a dove just flew past my window and landed on my neighbor's porch um, is that it allows us to get in touch with our human design technology because human design is this incredibly heady esoteric information system that is actually meant to get us out of our heads and into our bodies it's trying to tell us about the energy technology of our bodies and what our bodies are trying to signal us and what our body signals are telling us about our energy and so what I was able to do was follow my emotional draw and pull towards what was presented to me. So before me would appear a river or a blue bird with a red belly I'd never seen before or a tree that was, you know, covered in snow that was like making basically a sound bath for me with the wind. And following my emotional excitement and allowing it to lead me to places. Because remember, your authority is there to help you make decisions, but it doesn't mean that 
not every, these are like the bigger charge decisions. Following where you want to take yourself on a walk is something where you can just follow that emotional pull uh, as it goes. You don't have to wait around for the wave because these are not huge decisions you're making. (laughs) So I followed myself emotionally around the space and I ended up being led to this ancient tree. I mean, it looked like a church. It looked like where you would go to pray to something, you know, not, it didn't look like an actual church, but you know, it gave me the feeling I feel like most people get when they see like a big, gorgeous, old Gothic church or something. And I, or a temple or a sacred grounds, you know, um, for people who don't have a good association with church, I'd like to say. So yeah, I, it led me there. And while I was taking a photo of something in the sky, an eagle flew into my camera um, view and did an eagle's cry, which I've never heard before. And I just sat there and watched it. I'm still processing what I saw, but I felt like it's important to say that if you're having issues with self-trust, one of the things that can help is putting yourself in a situation where you have no choice but to trust yourself and then listening to yourself and then allowing yourself to see you do not, that you are supported and guided. You're not doing everything alone. And I think when we think of everything as we're doing it alone, like nature is not there supporting us, like that we don't have like our own guiding forces in the world outside of us, then it can feel like we're perpetually behind. We haven't finished this course and taken this, you know, organized this perfectly or we haven't done enough meditation and enough this and enough that we can feel perpetually behind when we think we are steering the whole universe by ourselves. So it's a fine line of understanding your responsibility with your energy field and the part you have to play while also knowing you are not doing anything alone, really. Like when I was out there, I realized like nature actually supports me and I didn't want to have any kind of tremendously intense experience and I wasn't given one. I was very gentle with me because I think that's as far as I could go in my reacquaintance with nature. And I was telling my friend and also my therapist that they were saying like, well, what was it like? And I said, you know, when you're a little kid and you don't want to, you you love someone a lot, you love someone a lot. And then that person moves away or you don't see them for a long while. The next time you see that person, at least for me, you can be standoffish and it can be perceived as you don't like them anymore or maybe there's an anger there or you don't remember them and there's an aloofness. But what I realize from like my child self is that if you're around someone who opens your heart so much that when they leave your presence, it can feel it can hurt. And so you can unconsciously close your heart to that which you have perceived as having left you or abandoned you. Or perhaps you perceive when you're a bit older that you've abandoned it. And to make that easier, what you can do is close your heart down. But the heart, you know, we're learning so much about how the heart has these neurons and this electromagnetic field and it's own form of intelligence and in a lot of the interesting psychic channels I listen to there 
uh, there's this idea that the heart has the intelligence that leads you. It's the multidimensional organ. It's the one guiding you to the timeline that you're meant to be on next. So I realized that I had closed my heart to nature in some way because it hurt so much to have separated myself from her, either through my lineage, which, you know, my parents don't know really anything about indigenous land-based, land-revering Filipino practice, aside from some popular superstitions, because it was very dangerous at the time of being colonized by Spain, followed by being taken over by the United States, to practice your ways. And that magic and the way it gets erased is very subtle. For example, English is taught in all of our schools in the Philippines, and people see this as a huge privilege because it allows them to move here to have a perceived better life. But the severance from the land, the severance from the land and nature is very deep, painful, and to me, it's quite unconscious. Um, I think that society tells us it is such a privilege to get to be somewhere else that you should not feel any sort of pain about anything if you are in a position of privilege. And most of the people I know are somewhere on the spectrum of what we could call privilege. But I always, you know, there's this funny little cartoon Jenny Slate has called Marcel the Shell. And he, uh, Marcel, this little shell, has this little saying, and he always says, like, um, compared to what? Like, what are you comparing yourself to? Like, how much privilege, you have privilege compared to who? Compared to what? And I think the conversation on privilege is incredibly nuanced when it comes to understanding how we can honor our own pain and our own wounds without becoming becoming them. But also understanding and acknowledging that they're valid even if they do not seem to make sense in a world where there is such intense suffering on innocent lives and people. Um, because ignoring our own or repressing our own lineage's pain means that we stay in the same place with it. We suppress and repress it and we don't kind of do the work that we're the most knowledgeable about because it's the work of our incarnation and our bloodline. Um, and our lived experience. So anyway, I just wanted to share this to anyone else who has a hard time really giving themselves the right to rest, the right to connect to nature, or who has found themselves to close their heart to something that they really love because it's too painful to understand that severance. And that there are tiny steps we can take to reconnect with what we perceive as being gone from us whether it's an ancestor who's passed or a love of something that you did in your childhood or even a place that you perceive as being disconnected from. So I just want to share that with you because it helped me so much to remember I don't need to work harder. I don't need to work smarter. I don't need to know more. I'm good on that front. The balance comes from letting all that go and reconnecting to what puts me in my humanity and in my heart and in my creative, inspirational state of rest, which for me is nature. Okay, everyone, I hope this 
little mini download has served you in some way. I'm really wishing you a lot of patience with yourself, a lot of clarity with yourself, and time to connect to nature, time to connect to your heart, time to leave yourself alone and just let yourself be and see how that feels for you. Uh, Happy full moon in Virgo, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode about reconnecting to nature. I hope you're able to find your way back home to your own resonance with whatever soothes you and makes you feel most at home in your life. I'm so grateful for you. You can find me on Instagram at Myths of Creation, on my newsletter, which is on my website, also called Myths of Creation. And I want to make sure to invite you to my free monthly series, Commune, where I speak to inspiring people that I know and we get to feel into what different human design types feel like from an embodied personal perspective and go beyond the jargon into understanding how human design can help us and how it affects our energy. Take care and see you soon. Thank you.